Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. We got a special one for y'all tonight, y'all. Special, real special. Yeah, so this is one of them ones, man. This is one of those ones that everybody has been asking for for a long time. Um, and what better time to do it than now? So we this is this is gonna be, you know, a, a very educational, informational session. What's going on, brother? What's up, my guy? How you, bro? How's everything? Rashad, Troy, what up, brother? My guy, what's going on with you? What's up, Chilling, you? brother. You see that setup? That means something legendary about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes, man. Don't be confused. <laughs> legendary movements are about to happen, y'all. Sheesh. Welcome to the welcome to the big show. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Draft day. It's like draft day. <laughs> and with the number one pick, UIL selects. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate man. you. Nah, they, but- they call him Mr. Smooth out there, you know that? Oh, I see that. I see that. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Heights. Dykeman, what up? Dimalo. Yeah, let me um intro Chris. So if you don't know Chris, Chris has been teaching for us for months now um at EYL University. I think he actually teaches two classes a week and um just breaks down stocks like one of the best to actually on the educational side to actually explain it from a technical standpoint, from charts, but also just from a, you know, a baseline level explaining, you know, stocks, how it works, how to get in, um, you know, how to open a brokerage account, you know, all of this stuff, like, you know, and that's one of the things with EY University that we try to do. Cause I know sometimes when we, when we just talk and you might just hear it in, in, in on market Mondays or just on you on Instagram, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough to just, you know, move at the beginning level if you just starting out, mm-hmm. if we have an advanced conversation. So we always try to bring it back to the, you know, understanding so everybody can understand it from beginning to advanced. And um, it's ongoing education that we do every single week. So, yeah, Chris is one of one of our um, favorite teachers, professors that we have at EYL University. Yeah. So being that, you know, we was thinking about a topic to talk about. 
And I'm like, oh, this is a perfect topic because everybody kept, keeps asking about puts, how to short stock. Um, obviously, the stock market is going down right now. So, you know, most people are under the, the common misconception that you only make money when stocks go up. But um, that's not necessarily true. You can make money from stocks actually going down as mm -hmm. well. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Like how, you know, the whole thing, like what it actually means, what a put is, you know, how to short a stock, things of that nature. So, of course, like anything, you know, there's risk involved. So, you know, do your research. Um, be careful. Uh, it's not to tell you like this is what to do. Like you should do this play right now, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But it's to, it's to provide you information that will equip you uh, moving forward if, if you want to be a trader. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's that's one of the best things about Chris. Uh, so like not only do we talk about the things, but he actually shows you why you're looking at, he's looking at it and why you should be looking at it in a very, very detailed way. So shout, I've been sneaking into classes, Chris. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I've been you. sneaking in those classes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and assessing what we're learning is important Definitely. too, right? Definitely. And that's one of the things that, that he does as well. I think it's vitally important to say like, yeah, we're hearing it. Yeah, we kind of understand it, but how do you know if you understand it? And so like having that assessment piece is dope too. So kudos to you, my brother. And Thank it's you. also important to, it's not necessarily like that this is the time where you have to short, but you should know how to short because there's always an opportunity to short stocks. Um, and even if you don't use it, it should, it should be part of your, it's like, you know, it's like a, a carpenter. You have to have different tools in the toolbox. Mm -hmm. So you just can't have a hammer. That's it. Like you might have a screwdriver, you have a hammer, you have a wrench. So now when the time comes for you to use that tool, then you'll actually be prepared. So this is something that you can use now if you want, but it's not a situation where it's like you have to use it right now because the market is going down. It's just something that is extremely beneficial for you to learn. So, you know, you could use it now if you want, or when the time comes, if you have a stock that you feel is the right stock to actually put a, a put on or to short, um, then you'll be ready. So yeah, that's what, that's what this is about. So I'll just give a quick overview. Once again, welcome to everybody, um, on YouTube that's joining us. Uh, we do this once a month, the last Wednesday of the month at eight o'clock Eastern standard time, which we call open enrollment is kind of a open window to EYL university. And, um, it just kind of gives you a preview, a sneak peek of what we actually do every single week. And as I said, Chris is somebody that actually teaches multiple classes for us weekly, so, um, you know, this is this is a, a good indicator of what's going on inside of EYL University. So I'll talk more about EYL University later on. But um, without further ado, I'll, I'll hand it off to Chris and um, let him let him let him get in his bag. Definitely. Definitely. First of all, thanks again, Trent Rashad, for the great opportunity to talk about such a vital topic today. And that is how do you actually make money? in a bear market, in a correction market, how do you actually make money and become profitable? So today's all about knowing how to get into puts, how to short, but most importantly, knowing the technicals behind it to actually uh, have the confirmation to make money. So with that being said, for those that do not know me, I'm Christopher Munoz. I'm a cybersecurity product manager at Microsoft. Uh, that's my main uh, you know, career or you know, job that I currently have. I'm a big, big advocate for, for uh, STEM careers. I'm also the founder and CEO of Level Up Academy. It's an educational platform. The founder and CEO of Level Up Pago, founder and CEO of Level Up Financial, which is a, a credit repair and also business funding uh, company. And I'm also the CEO of, M of MVR Luxury Rental. So if you're ever in Miami and you want to get a nice car, a nice crib, 
boats, everything like that. We definitely have that. So definitely feel free to tap in when it comes to that. Um, something critical that Rashad mentioned was that you have to be flexible, right? Oftentimes as an investor, as a trader, you probably have just one go-to strategy. And the best thing when it comes to being a, a, a good investor or a good trader is that you have to be an athlete. You got to be adaptive. You got to be flexible to all changing markets. And you got to have different toolkits when it comes to your bag to really profit. And right now is a very, very tough time you know, to profit. However, I'm definitely going to you know, dissect uh, technical analysis uh, today and give you the direct uh, tools that you need to be able to make money. Right. Uh, there's one word that I definitely want you to write down today, and that is stagflation. Stagflation is where we're at right now. Although the headlines on CNN and these different uh, news press, they say that we're about to enter that market, we're already there. So for those that, that do not know what stagflation is, stagflation is where we are at a point where there's no economic growth. It's very stagnant. So consider a chart. When a chart is not trending either up or down, it's going to trade sideways. That's the current economy that we're in right now. So, so there's definitely a big difference between stagflation and also a recession. So to give you a better picture of what it is, it is definitely a period of stagnant economic growth, right? There's not much going on, but there's definitely high inflation. Inflation is, is at 8.2% right now, right? And of course, there's also high unemployment as well, right? That is the key right now when it comes to this current market. And you have to understand that right now, you're probably not going to have a lot of trend or a lot of movement in, in, in the market, but it is very critical for us for us to understand that we're already in that, in that stagflation uh, market at the moment. Something else when it comes to stagflation is that this is definitely a good opportunity to buy, is a good opportunity to dollar cost average, is also a good opportunity to do more research when it comes to the stocks that you actually own. So I've been actually uh, traveling the last couple of months. And one of the questions that I do ask, and I am monitoring the chat here on YouTube, is that if you don't know the CEO of the company that you're investing in, are you really investing? Right. I've been to Atlanta. I've been to Miami. I'm, I'm about to go to the Bay Area. And every single time I do ask this question, do you know who the CEO of, of NVIDIA is? Do you know who the CEO of, of, of um, Microsoft is? If you don't know who the CEO is, what's the vision behind a company? What's their competitive advantage? And are you really investing or, or are you actually gambling your money and praying to God that you're actually going to make a profit? This is the mindset shift that I want every single person part of this live today to really change. And again, during this time of stagflation, it's very, very critical for you to allocate your funds in companies that are going to be here five to 10 years from now. So again, stagflation, it, it is definitely caused by a slow or stagnant economic growth. Inflation, it is, it is definitely increasing. I think all of us definitely feel it. And of course, the unemployment is also increasing at this time. Um, just to add on to that, a bear market always comes to an end. And I'm always going to say this, and there's definitely going to be a lot of things that I'm going to cover throughout today that will hopefully give you more of a context and confirmation so you're able to trade at ease and invest at ease. Bear markets always come to an end. And it's crazy. You know why? Because always the bad days are always easier to remember. When it comes to anything, when it comes to life, when it comes to the stock market, when it comes to the futures market, when it comes to crypto, the bad days are always easier to remember. How come we never talk about the good days? How come we never talk about when Tesla almost hit, it's hit, you know, it hit 1600, 
why weren't we happy and yelling at that time? Now, when we actually have the opportunity to buy more and actually load the boat, now we're panicking and, and, and we're actually selling. So, so what is a bit market? Just to give some educational uh, context here, a correction is a decline of 10%, right? A correction decline of 10% from the high of any security. This is more than normal and, and it is also very, very healthy. For those that are part of EYL, that are part of Level Up, I see the chat here. Um, we talk about market structure. After a high, your high is going to have to make a rest. After you go to the gym and you do a set of squats or deadlifts, whatever it is, you're definitely going to take a rest. When you do a sprint, you're also going to take a rest. So it's very, very healthy for a stock or any security to take a rest. So what is a bear market? A bear market is a decline of 20%, right? So at, at its high, if we pull back more than 20%, we, 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 are, we are indeed at a bear market. And we actually just introduced a bear market last week. So one thing about the bear market that I also want to talk about is that at this time, this is the generational buying opportunity. When the pandemic happened in the year of 2020, COVID-19 came, came through, lots of people felt it. People needed to find a way to, to generate another stream of income. People were at home and they wanted to understand how can I actually make my money grow? Where bear markets was the time to buy. 2020, March 2020, that was definitely the, the time to load the boat to be able to realize you know, some good gains after we actually recover. So it's very, very critical for us to talk about that today and talk about how this is definitely the time where you want to go ahead and you want to dollar cost average and you actually want to buy NVIDIA. You want to buy Microsoft. You want to buy Apple. You want to buy your ETMs like VU and VTI. Why not? The high of NVIDIA for this year, is, I think it's 346. You know, after the earnings, I think it's at 157, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's definitely at a discount. So why not buy more? generational buying opportunities don't come often. This is the second chance that we get in the last two years. I love stats. I love numbers. So for that reason, I'm going to bring up this chart here just so that we can decipher what we're talking about here. Just give me one second. Here we go. So bear market, bull market. Here we have our bear market in red. Here we have our bull market in blue. The average duration of a bull market is 2,069 days. Now let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and compare that to a bear market of 446 days. There's a big difference here. The average return of a bull market is 209 percent, whereas a bull market is negative 38 percent. Now I want you to take a look at the time span that I'm showing here, from 1966 all the way to 2022. 1966 all the way to 2022. Just look at the amount of bear markets. And then look at the gains every single time that we recover. 1986, look at the gain. 2010, look at the gain. 2020, look at the gain. So why are we scared now? If we're getting a second opportunity in the last two years, that if you missed the 2020 bear market, if you missed what happened in the pandemic, maybe you were not, a, uh, maybe you were not investing at the time. Now, this is your check, you know, your second chance to actually go ahead and get your portfolio up and going. I want you to keep in mind that this is indeed a sale. We are definitely at a sale. We entered a bear market. Something else about a bear market, whenever we entered a bear market, we actually go down 12%, an additional 12%. So we're definitely going to keep going down. But if your favorite stock like NVIDIA is at a, is at a discount of 60, 
50%, why not buy it? So definitely keep this into account. Bull markets, there we, we actually have more of a trending bull market than what we do when it comes to a bear market. Second. Another cool tool that I definitely recommend everybody to look at is the fear and greed index. So the fear and greed index, you're definitely going to find this on your FinBiz. You're going to find this on CNN, on, on Yahoo Finance. And this right here is a very cool technical tool that allows you to understand what are the emotions that are driving the market, right? What are the emotions that are actually driving the market? Do we have extreme fear or do we have extreme greed? For those in the chat, do we buy when we are in fear or do we buy when we are in greed? Let's go ahead and give it a couple seconds here so that we can let the chat uh, tap in. And the, and the reason why I talk about this is because when we have extreme fear, that's when we want to go ahead and buy more. We want to load the boat. When the stock market is definitely pulling back, you do not want to go ahead and sell your stocks. And right now I have people hitting me up. Hey, Chris, should I go ahead and sell them all, you know, in my entire portfolio and just, and just realize, this, you know, realize the loss? The mindset should be, you know what, my, my, the stock that I love, maybe is Square, maybe is NVIDIA, maybe is Microsoft. The stock that I love is, is at a, a ridiculous discount. Why don't, I, why don't I go ahead and buy more and have a heavier position? Now, I'm going to put it more into perspective when it comes to my community. Why every time that Gucci sneakers are down or, or, or have a discount of 30%, the lines are packed right outside? When there's a Black Friday sale for Louis Vuitton, the lines are packed right outside. Why don't we actually have that exact same mindset for stocks that can, re that can help us you know, realize generational wealth and that we can actually pass down to our kids and hopefully generations down the road? Why don't we have that exact same, you know, that exact same approach? And that's what I'm talking about here. Extreme fear, we load the boat. This is totally fine. I want every single person to be at ease because this just presents opportunities to buy more and be able to have a larger position when it comes to those stocks that you actually love. And, I, you know, I, I, I see that we have two, two hands up. I'll go ahead and take those two questions. Yeah, we're going to wait. We're going to wait to, to after, Chris. All right. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah, right. well, I got you. All right. <laughs> so he, he, oh, here's the question. Do you want more sauce? You know, we talked about the current market, the current condition. We're definitely at a, at a stagflation uh, phase at the moment. It's very, very different than what it is of a recession. It's all about that, you know, mindset shift. Let, let's talk about some bear market statistics. Again, we're definitely going to hone in on that this definitely presents another buying opportunity. It presents a second chance, right? Over a dozen of corrections have taken place since the year 2000. This should let you know what? It is totally okay that if we have a correction, it's very, very healthy for, for, uh, for that stock. Double-digit corrections occur on average every 1.85 years subheading. So it is totally okay that if we had a very great 2021, it's totally okay for, you know, for us to have a, a, a small pullback or enter a bear market here in 2022. Stocks lose 36% on average in a bear market. By contrast, stocks gain 114% on average during a bull market. Just, just think about that for a second. I mean, let it sink in for a second. 36% to a gain of 114%. These are the numbers that I want you to think about every single day. So let's assume that you're going to invest for 50 years, 40 years, 30 years. You're, you're trying to realize generational wealth like I am myself. Assuming a 50-year investment horizon, 
you can expect to live through about 14 bear markets, give or take. It is totally okay to go through a bear market. Why? Because a bear market presents another opportunity for you to buy. Of the last 92 years of market history, bear markets have comprised only about 20.6 of those years. Put another way, stocks have been on the rise for 78% of the time. If you ask me, 78% is not a bad number. Actually, it's a very lucrative number and definitely presents a lot of opportunities for you to buy, reinvest, re-enter, and definitely look at other stocks. Now, here's the big question that I have for every single person out, um, you know, in this, you know, part of this audience, part of this live, is your portfolio recession proof? And this is what I really want to hone in on. And I want every single person to, to really think about your portfolio and the stocks that you believe in every single day. Again, I talked about how in, in Miami, Atlanta, when I asked who's the CEO of AMD, it, it was crickets in the room. It was definitely crickets. You need to understand a, a couple of different things. Who's the CEO? If you do not know who the CEO is, honestly, you should not be investing in that company. Here's why. When you invest into the stock market, which is a proven way for you, you know, for you to realize wealth, you're, you're basically hiring the best CEOs across the world to make your money grow. If you do not know the vision of the company, if you do not know that Microsoft's one of the, you know, one of Microsoft's biggest revenues is actually cloud computing, which is Azure. If you do not know what that is, are you really investing or are you actually gambling? If you do not know the competitive advantage that NVIDIA has, then are you really investing? If you don't know the product line or the services that they actually provide and the different ways that they can actually bring in revenue back into the, into the company, are you really investing into the market? Are you really invested into that company? Me, myself, I'm heavily invested into Microsoft, NVIDIA, and I go VU and VTI. Definitely invested into my ETFs, and I dollar cost average every single week. I do not care what the price is. Why? Because my vision is long-term. And here's where it, it really comes down to. It comes down to, to um, step number one. What is your goal? Is your, go is, is your goal short-term, or do you have long-term goals? Depending on your goals, it really defines the strategy that, that you're going to have when it comes to the stock market, right? So knowing the CEO, knowing the vision of the company, knowing whether or not that company has an unbreakable competitive advantage, and also knowing their product line and services is going to be monumental and paramount to the success of your portfolio. So, so there's folks that oftentimes they have a portfolio of stocks that I don't even know what they do, right? Or they don't even know what they do. Right. So knowing this will definitely help you out. And if, and, if you, and if you do not know the answers to these different questions, I highly recommend you to take some time out of the week and get these answers, because this will definitely let you know whether or not you, you, uh, you actually have a uh, recession proof portfolio. Dollar cost averaging. Right. So we talked about a couple of different ways that you're able to hedge, that you're able to you know, stay alive when it comes to this bear market. Aside from buying out shares, you want a dollar cost average. So, so myself, when it comes to Microsoft, I have around 600 shares of Microsoft, right? I'm buying every single week, especially now that Microsoft is at 260, 250s. I definitely want to buy that time knowing that the high is 350. So it is definitely at a discount at this, at this moment. The reason why you want a dollar cost average is, is because it really decreases your exposure to price volatility. 
dollar cost averaging can definitely save your portfolio, especially if you believe in those companies that you're actually investing in. And this is a question where you have to ask yourself, do you invest and do you actually believe in these different companies that are part of your portfolio? I see people oftentimes that they have 50 to 100 di um, disparate stocks in their portfolio. Why not have five to six stocks that you know that they're going to be here five to 10 years from now and just double down and have a larger precision when it comes to those stocks? That will set you apart from folks that have 100 or 150 different stocks and maybe have two to three shares. What I'm trying to say here is that the, the, the larger the position that you actually have when it comes to the stocks, the more gains that you're able to actually realize in a short amount of time as well. So dollar cost averaging is definitely one of the ways that you can make money, even within um, a bear market or, or, any, or any single pullback. Something else that you can actually invest into is inverse ETFs. So inverse ETFs allow investors to short the market. So as, as the stocks are coming down, you can actually invest in these different ETFs. I will only recommend these different ETFs for short-term holds. And something else that I definitely recommend is to actually put a stop loss or a trailing stop loss when it comes to these different inverse ETFs. That will help you, you know, minimize the risk that you actually have when it comes to these different stocks. And here at the bottom, I just put two different inverse ETFs that are very, very famous. And the first one is the SQQQ, which is basically the opposite of QQQ. So if you, if you do believe that QQQ will be heading down, this is definitely one of the assets or different securities that you're able to uh, invest in. Also, else, the, there's the SDS. The SDS tracks the S&P 500, which is basically uh, the opposite of the S&P 500, just different ways that you're able to invest and get into the market. Again, flexibility, becoming adaptive and, 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 and being versatile will definitely help you out when it comes to the stock market. And me personally, it doesn't matter what the stock market is doing. I'm trying to find different ways that, that I can definitely hedge against. And I'm never sticking to one single strategy. You're going to find people that they only stick to one strategy. And once the market changes, they no longer make any money or, or they're not profitable. Why? Because they're not being flexible or they, they do not adapt to the changes of the stock market. You have to be an athlete, just like a sport. You got to be flexible. You got to be versatile. You got to be the jack of all trades. Same thing here when it comes to the stock market. For you, for you to actually become profitable and realize generational wealth, these are definitely some of the ways that you're able to make money. Chris, really quickly. So I see short-term yeah. holds uh, and you said stop loss. Is there a percentage that you would recommend for a stop loss if somebody is out there listening now? I, I, I would say for beginners, 10%. I think 10% is more than recommended. Uh, I think that's a very comfortable uh, percentage. For, uh, for those that are beginners, for those that are more advanced or more seasoned, then you, you can, of course, go to 20, 25 percent. But it definitely depends on one, on your goal Two, you know, what's the um, what's the size of your account. But I think 10 percent is, is more than doable. Perfect. Definitely. Definitely. Next is put options. Put options is definitely the way. Right. And we've had indicators since the summertime. And I'm going to show you these different indicators that let us know that a bear market was indeed coming, right? Market structure is the way to go and technical analysis is the way to go. I talk about it all the time for the earners, for the level up family. Price action is definitely king, right? This will definitely help you understand whether or not um, we're, we're gonna have a change in momentum or trend when it comes to the stock market. So what is a put option? 
So put option is a contract that you buy and it gives the owner the option, but not the requirement to sell a specific underlying security at a predetermined price within a certain amount of time, right? That certain amount of time is the expiration. That th those are one of the components that are part of a option contract. So put options is definitely one of the ways that if you believe that QQQ, that if, if NVIDIA, Microsoft, if these different securities are going down, this is one of the ways that you can actually go ahead and make some money. So, so to put it into more perspective, when you buy a put option, you're anticipating, and I definitely put anticipating in gold here, that the value of the underlying stock will decrease in value over the course of the contract. Again, anticipating. There's no 100% in any market. We can't time the market. We can't predict the market. What we can do is that we can build a hypothesis of what's going to happen, and then we can gather evidence. We can, you know, we can actually gather confluence that can help us you know, build an argument for our hypotheses. And again, I'm going to show you different ways that you're able to do that uh, with technical analysis to be able to make money every single day. All right. So here we go. So when it comes to the put option, you know, the direction of the stock market definitely determines what type of contracts you will have or you might take on. And I'm going to go ahead and just get my tool here just to highlight a couple of different things. If you think that the stock price will move up, you're more than likely going to buy a co-option or sell a put option. If you think that the stock price will stay stable, you can sell a call option or sell a put a, a put option. If you think that the stock price will go down, which is the you know the, the market that we're definitely in right now, you want to go ahead and you want to buy a, a, a put option and you want to sell a call option. So put options is definitely one of the ways. I'm going to show you exactly what happened. And first, I'm going to go to the charts and talk about um, the strike price, right? So we talked about the expiration, right? When you buy a option contract, you have to specify a expiration. If I were to buy a NVIDIA 150 put for this week, that will be called a weekly, right? So weeklies are, are definitely risky and you should definitely go ahead and put, um, you know, you should definitely go at least two weeks out when it comes to your option contracts just to buy some time. So the strike price is really, really critical because that allows you to understand whether or not your option contract is in the money, out the money, or at the money. So actually, Troy Rashad, I got a, I got my iPad here that I would like to do a quick demonstration on what is in the money, out the money, at the money. But I just need some help when it comes to the Zoom. All right, what you need? So my iPad is called Chris iPad. Gotcha. Yeah, let me know if you're able to put that one for a co-host. Let's see here. Let's see. And I'm actually going to go ahead and just raise my hand from my iPad so you're able to see it. Yeah, once you raise your hand out. Yeah, there you go. I see it. Yeah. CM is it the CM Capital or? Is it, yeah, it's probably CM Capital. Yep. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there we go. Excellent. Thank you, brother. Only the host can share in this meeting. Uh, let me see. I got you right now. I'm probably gonna stop sharing here, and then there we go. Excellent. There we go. All right. Excellent. 
So we covered this in EYL, but I'm going to go ahead and cover it here because we definitely need to understand what is the strike price in the money, out the money, and of course, um, at the money. So give me one second. One second. So in the money, at the money, and again, we're going to go ahead and just say that we have a stock like NVIDIA, NVIDIA, let's say at 160, right? The price of NVIDIA at 160. And I'm just going to show this demonstration for calls. So we're, we're first going to start with calls. And then from there, we are going to go into the put explanation, right? So in the money, out the money, and also at the money. Give me one section, one uh, second here while I go ahead and just get my, my pen to work. One quick second. YouTube, YouTube, hit the like button and share if you can. Greatly appreciate it. One quick second, I'll be right back. So as we wait for Chris to come back, um, we'll take a, a quick break, intermission break, and we'll tell you more about EYL University. So once again, Chris, this professor, um, does this twice a week. So a lot of times people ask, like, what's the difference between EYL University and podcasts or like Market Mondays? And it's a hands-on learning experience where it's designed to kind of be a classroom where you take it slow, answer questions, go through presentations It's a community. Um, so that's what it's kind of like private school as opposed to public school. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, public school, the information is always going to be available for free, whether it's on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Instagram. But, you know, the EYL University, almost like 9,000 members, I think, is in there right now. And, um, you know, a private Facebook group and MG the Mortgage Guy does real estate calls. I do financial planning calls. We have a movie club, book club, weekly classes. And, you know, it's, it's all done at, you know, individual speed much smaller classrooms, mm -hmm. um, individual st learning styles. And the best part is actually the community that's actually built because people actually get to network with each other and build with each other. So that's kind of the, the difference between, you know, what we've built on the bigger platform as far as, you know, for the media side, for the podcast and YouTube and things of that nature and what we built on the community side as far as EYL University. Yeah. And I think one of the dope things about especially what Chris is doing, a lot of times we get information and we can't apply it in real time. And so one of the best things is that his class every Monday at noon is happening while trades are, while the market is open. And so we can hear the information from 12 to 1.30, a lot of times ask questions and then actually go out and really apply it. And then just for a follow up, he has another class on Tuesday. So it's really hands on. Uh, it, and it goes from the beginner level, level to a more intermediate level to sometimes advanced. And so you can enter anywhere you're at. I know a lot of us are, are, have joined EYL University and we've, we've grown in trading over the course of the, the past six or seven months, or even some of us who've been here from the beginning over the past two years. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can take your time and learning. And the best thing, like Rashad said, is that there's people who are learning at the same pace you are. And so when you get that community feel, it's more of a situation where it's like, all right, I have somebody who is my air like that I can actually learn with and go with um, through my journey of, of investing. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, I've learned a lot. 
I've learned a lot being in these classes. So shout out to everybody in EYLU. Yeah, for sure. Chris, you ready or call the audible? See a chart going up. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. I Charts was gonna do the iPad with my, my pencil acting, 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 acting up, but it's all right. So we're gonna do it here. I'm gonna go ahead and just drag this all the way to the right hand side. And let's go ahead and do this, right? We'll use the text here in trading view. I'm telling you, this is why being flexible and being versatile can definitely be helpful, right? So let's say NVIDIA has a price of 160, right? So the price of NVIDIA is 160. One second, let's go ahead and make this a little bit bigger. And this is for calls. So I, I want you to understand how to pick a in the money, out the money options contract and be able to be profitable in it, right? So 160 is the current price for NVIDIA, right? If I, and you know, within the options chain, when you try to choose that options contract, you're also going to see prices like 161, right? I'm going to go ahead and put it here. You're also going to see prices like 159 or 158, right? And because the price of 160 or the or NVIDIA is at 160, if you choose a option contract that is a 160 call, that will be a at the money contract because that is the current price of NVIDIA. So 160 is the current price. If you choose a 160 option contract, that will be a at the money option contract. If you choose a 161, right, keeping in mind that NVIDIA is only at 160. If you choose a 161 option contract, NVIDIA has not hit 161 yet. So for that reason, this will be a out of the money contract. So out of the money, aka OTM. So when they hear you say OTM, this is what they mean. This will be a out of the money options contract. If you choose a 159 option contract, again, NVIDIA has already surpassed 159. So that will be a in the money options contract. So in the money, AKA, that will be ITM, right? So in the money equals ITM. And this is how you were able to get um, your option contracts for calls, right? If you want to go for calls, 161 out of the money, 160 will be at the money because that is the current price for NVIDIA. 159 will be a in the money because NVIDIA has already surpassed that, um, that price, right? Now, now let's go ahead and change it up a little bit and let's go for, I'm going to try to draw in here for puts, right? So for puts, uh, there we go. So for puts for NVIDIA, it's going to be a little bit different, right? I'm going to go ahead and just take this text and bring it down. Let me take this bang down and let me go ahead and take this out the way as well. So for this one, it's going to be a a little bit different because we're trying to, you know, say that NVIDIA is going to go down. So again, 160 is the current price, right? So if we go for 160 on the puts, this is the current price. If I choose a 160 put, that will be a at the money contract, right? If I go ahead and choose a 159, that will be out of the money, right? Because NVIDIA has not decreased or gone down to the 159 level. If I choose a 161, this will be a in the money. So this actually is the opposite when it comes to puts. The 161 becomes the in the money option contract and the out of the money is the 159 because NVIDIA has not yet decreased to 159. 
So this is how you're able to choose your option contracts. Now, a question that I often get is this. Chris, if I'm if I'm a scalper and for those that don't know what a scalper is, a scalper is a type of trader that you're in and out. Right. You're usually in a trade from, you know, less than eight minutes. You know, that is the type of trader that I am. I go in heavy and I'm in and out. I'm just trying to capitalize of a small movement when it comes to the stock market. If I'm a you know, if I if I'm a scalper or if I'm a day trader, which option contract should I go for? Well, you should definitely go for in or at the money contracts. And here's the reason why. Aside from understanding the strike price when it comes to uh, options, you also want to understand the Greeks. So the Greeks allows you to understand how, how much money you will make if that trade actually goes your way. So in and at the money contracts should be the preferred or the, or the recommended option contracts if you are a day trader or a scalper. The only time, and again, I'm going to say this again, the only time that you're going to choose a out-of-the-money contract is if you're going to swing or if you're going to go into leap calls. That is the only way that I would say that it'll be lucrative for you to go for a out-of-the-money contract. In, in the money, at the money, definitely have the best Greeks, and the Greeks will definitely be on your side when it comes to um, in and at the money, when in, in respect to either being a scalper or if not being a day trader when it comes to uh, the stock market. One thing that, that uh, I just want to drill down is that, A, this is for people that are interested in being traders. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a trader, but if you are interested in you know having that as part of your, your arsenal, you need to know how to you know make put options. And then also, and you know, either one of you can chime in, but you don't want to keep, it's not something that you keep for a long period of time. Like, yeah. Puts are usually more short term as opposed to like leap options, which could be potentially years, like yeah. two, two yeah. years, two and a half years for a leap yeah. call. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. I, and I think Chris, uh, you spoke about that in the presentation. Yeah. Kind of around the, the same time when I was talking about stop laws. Yeah. I think you put it three to five days or, or, or somewhere in that, on, or yeah. on, definitely less than two weeks on a put option. But yeah. just knowing that you can do it, right? For years, I'm talking about years, we had no, like a lot of us had no ideas what options we even were. And so to know that to know that you can make money either when the, the market is going up or down is critically important, right? Because yep. we're seeing it happen over the course of six months. I mean, since January, we, we've seen what happened, what's happened to the Nasdaq, and now uh, obviously the S and P's in bear market. And most people are like, wait, they're just watching their money deplete and deplete and deplete, not knowing that there's an opportunity that you can actually make money on the way down. So this is vitally important information. Definitely, yeah. definitely, sure. So all right, so. This is another part of the EYL University experience is that we have question and answer sessions. So if you, you know, obviously, if you watch a podcast, you're not going to be able to, you know, ask questions. So the whole model was kind of designed after, you know, education in, in a real school. And not to say that, you know, universities are bad, but a lot of the things that are in universities aren't useful um, and they're, they're overpriced as well. Mm-hmm. So we like, how can we take the best experience from a university as far as a community, as far as a professor coming in, as far as a class, as far as being able to ask questions, as far as being able to have a customized learning style. Like those are all good things that are part of universities. How can we take out the bad part, which is like having to just do electives on, you know, earth science and American studies and art yeah. classes <laughs> 
And um, how can we, you know, not have to charge $70,000 a year and have student yeah. loans and things of that nature. So we're like, all right, we can, we can actually, you know, scale it down and give what people actually want and need and for a penny of the price. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the, the, the model behind EYL university. And once again, we have great professors like Chris who, um, who teach, who teach classes and, um, you know, has built his own community as well, which we'll talk about that later on. But, um, yeah, so the second part of this is going to be the, the, the question and answer experience and, um, you know, get to ask questions and, you know, get to answer it. And then there's also a Zoom chat going on, too. So a lot of times people actually answer questions for other people mm-hmm. in the Zoom. That happens to my financial planning class a lot. Even if I don't know the answer to a question, somebody else might know the answer. Or we just look it up on the spot and different things of that nature. So it's, it's a real it's a real vibe. So we're going to go to that. But um, if you're interested in joining EYL University, we are running a 50 percent off sale. So I put the link um, on the YouTube. It's uh, EYLUniversity.com. Pretty easy. And um, if you want to, you know, sign up and become an earner, um, we'd love to have you on the other side. So let's um, let's get some some questions if we can. Yeah, real real quick. Shout out to Andrea and shout out to Mercedes in the chat. Shout out to y'all. I see y'all y'all answering half the questions in there. So shout out to y'all the getting chat, busy. The chat, chat, very, chat, very chat lit right now. <laughs> hey Chris, I have a quick question. So I, I'm, and this is golden. If you're watching yeah. right now, you should be taking a picture of this technical analysis roadmap. Yeah, <laughs> moving averages. Which which moving averages do you use? Uh, so, are, you, are you twenty? Are you fifty? hundred? What are you doing? Two hundred. So fifty and two hundred are definitely known, you know, across hedge funds and stuff. But it's like the hedge funds already know that we know that fifty and two hundred are definitely the ones. I use the nine EMA and twenty one EMA, and for those that are you know part of EYL, y'all know that we we print money with that. 90 EMA, 21 EMA, you can use it on any time frame. And it's called, the, you know, just like the 15200 when it comes to the crossover, you know, when the 90 EMA crosses above the 21, that is a golden cross. When the 90 EMA crosses below, that is a death cross. But the 9 and 21, uh, um, 21 EMA, it definitely works for scalpers, for day traders, for swing traders, for long-term positions. So it's definitely the way to go. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the earners in the chat. They all put in 921, 921. Two, I hope you got that gem. All right, let, let's open this up a little bit. Ashley Reed, we are coming to you. Unmute yourself. You have been unmuted. What's going on, Ashley? Where would it be? Cashier. Hello? Hey, I'm so sorry. Sorry, you guys. I'm at work. I definitely did not think that I would make it through to ask the question. Um, I just want to say thanks, you guys, for everything that you all do. And thank you for trying to educate the community and for giving back and for adding value to our lives. I really do appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Appreciate that. Of course. Um, So my question is, okay, so, you know, most of the stocks now are going in a downward trend. We're in a bear market. Do you think that it's a good time to start loading the boat or... This is and this question is for anyone. Um, or do you think that I should like give it more time and let certain things continue going down? So right now I have about seven thousand dollars to invest, and I'm trying to decide on if I should just go ahead and put it in the stocks now or wait a little bit longer. I could definitely answer that. So I mean, I would say start you know start buying, start loading the boat. Right. If you look at the stocks that you that you that you actually believe in, let's say you're Microsoft, you're NVIDIA. NVIDIA's at a crazy discount right now. 
there's no reason that if you like Nvidia at 300, how uh, Troy says you, you should definitely like it at 160. So I would say it is definitely the time to load the boat. Yes, the you know the stock market may still going down, but if it's stocks that you know are going to be here five to ten years from now, and you're thinking long term, there's I mean I I don't think you should definitely um you know hesitate when it comes to buying these different stocks. Yeah, yeah. I think you can also dollar cost average, and even if the stock goes down. You can dollar cost down. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's like let's say you put a thousand dollars in. Even I mean, like let's take a stock like Amazon, where it's I think it's like forty something percent off of its all time high. So yeah, it could potentially go to like fifty percent off of its all time high. Will it go to sixty percent off? Maybe, probably not. But like if you're kind of run, you don't if you're kind of nervous and say, okay, I don't want to put everything in, then it drops down again. You can always drop. You can always buy more, even at a lower point. And the benefit with that is that you you lower your um your buy-in price. Mm-hmm. So now when the stock goes up, you're actually you know in a better position. So that's always a strategy as well. But yeah, I mean you know being that it's at the start of the bear market, I think you know it'll probably be choppy for a while. But um you know it could it could also move sideways. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to just continuously drop as drastically as it has dropped. But yeah, I think Chris brings up a good point. You got to look at each stock on an individual basis. A stock like Apple is only down 20%, but you know, a stock like NVIDIA is down 50, 50%, something like that. Yeah. Right now. 50%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's different, right? That, that might be a better buy than something that's only down 15% or something that's down 18%. That's kind of held pretty strong which has more downside potential. So it really just depends because there's so many different stocks on the stock market that it really just depends. But the deeper that it went down, and of course it has to be a good company that you believe in. Um, but you know, the deeper the disc, the deeper the discount, um, the better the buy. Yeah. I, I was going to say, and I see some people put in the chat, like scale in or taper in, and that would kind of be like the method for dollar cost averaging. But we gotta like realize what good companies are. Like, is Amazon a great company? Yeah. Is Apple a great company? Yeah. Is Nvidia a great company? Yeah, they're great companies. It's just that we're in a bear market, and so yeah, they're gonna trend down. But they're still solid companies. You gotta realize that it's still a solid company. It's just at a discounted price, and we shouldn't be panic trading or feeling a fear because we've already seen. And I'm glad that Chris brought that statistic up. Seventy eight percent of the time, the market moves in an upper trend. Seventy eight percent of the time. It feels like this has been going on forever because a lot of us have just gotten into investing. And so it's like, wait, it doesn't go up every day. Like there's a this is what a pullback is. And so if you're patient enough and you're in very, very solid companies, and I think that's one of those great strategies you talked about, Chris, actually knowing the CEO, actually knowing what the mode is. I know you talked about competitive advantage. So knowing what the mode is they have versus everybody else in that sector is very important before you make your investment. And so just realize that this is a bear market, but nearly 80% of the time, the market trends in an upward manner. So keep that in mind when you're making these investments or you're thinking about making it and you're feeling kind of apprehensive about doing it. Appreciate you, Ashley. Yes, thanks, you guys. TJ, we're coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on, TJ? There he is. TJ, what's up? What's up, Troy? What's up, Rashad? What's going on? Get <laughs> okay, Chris. Hey, oh, doing good, bro. How are you? Hey, you, my guy. I'm good. I'm good. Bless up. Bless up. Um, question, Chris. Did you get in that NVIDIA uh, 170 call? I that did. you spoke about last night? I did. Yep. I How do you feel about it? 
We still got time. So so I so I did play earnings. I did the one seventy call. I also got into an Nvidia trade. Um, today I got like a forty percent gain. It was a quick scalp. Um, so I did make money today, but I'm I'm a little salty about the earnings play. It's all right though. You know, earnings play. One thing about earnings play is definitely a gamble. Like when you put money into earnings, it's is money that you got to be comfortable losing. So you know, I was ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got into it too. I'm done, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, for those not in the know, Nvidia had their earnings today, and I'm looking at it right now. Uh, <laughs> after hours, they are down another seven percent. Um, so obviously, if you if you're scalping, which means you you know you're in and out of these positions, um, obviously it's a downtrend. But this is why it's the, the having the advantage of time works in your benefit here, right? Because yes, it's a pullback, and obviously there's self because of I, did they report that the guidance was kind of low going forward, Chris? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very low. Um, honestly, they, they definitely had bullish momentum throughout the day. Right. I was I was a little bit scared about that. The bullish momentum because, you know, SPY was definitely going down when, and they were definitely buying it up. I just didn't think that it was going to continue going down. Right. But there was barely any guidance when it comes to the earnings play. I just feel that NVIDIA is such a strong stock that maybe tomorrow will go back to 170 or uh, 165. You know, it definitely yeah. has those days. And I didn't they. You got to think about this. Market makers, they want to bring it right, uh, right, uh, right back down to the 150s to buy it right back up. So I think tomorrow <laughs> should, should uh, definitely be a very interesting. Yeah, that, that's one of those things yeah. that people have to realize. P- they, the market market makers will pull back the, 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 the equity or the, the asset to a number that they like. Right. So they can actually buy more. And so I told you, this is a, if this was like finding Nemo, like we're, we're Nemo in this and there's whales out there. <laughs> Right. Or there's sharks out there that are eating off, off the things that the movement that they know that we're going to participate in. So be very mindful of that. Uh, Rolando, Rolando, we are coming to you. You are being unmuted. Unmute yourself. Rolando, what's going on? TJ, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's wow, going this on? is crazy. Um, first of all, thank you for, for selecting me. And I really appreciate all the work that y'all do. I I've leveled up so much in my personal life and like my whole view on the world has changed. So I appreciate the fact that you guys are taking the time and energy to do this. Um, so my question is this, uh, what would, and I asked this in the zoom chat, what are the books, audio people that I should research on, read or know in order to develop top level technical analysis for skill, technical analysis skills? Yeah, so you can get the charting and technical analysis uh, book by uh, I think it's Frank McAllen or Frank Allen. Um, but this should be your roadmap. This is the roadmap you need. I mean, this is everything you need. You don't need no secret strategy, you know, no secret sauce. You need to be able to understand market trends, how you know how um how to actually plot support and resistance. What are the different candlestick patterns that actually matter? So, for example, a hammer candle at a downtrend is going to be critical. And I promise you that when we actually recover. From this bear market, you're probably going to see either a hammer candle or if not a bullish engulfing forming. You need to understand chart patterns. What's a double top? What's a bear flag? Bull, you know, uh, bull flag, double bottom. How to actually use trend lines every single day. Trend lines out of all the technical tools that we get out of technical analysis is definitely my favorite. And you could use trend lines for scalping, for day trading, for swing trading, for, for, for anything. And you also need to know the moving average crossovers. Nine and 21 is money. That is gold right there. That's definitely golden. Highly recommend you to do it. You also need to understand if you want to be a day trader or a scalper, what are the intraday strategies that suit you know your, your personal needs? So for example, the ABCD pattern, 
is gold. The opening range breakout, it allows you to understand the trend. The break and retest strategy is very, very critical. And then on top of that, you can add some additional layer of sauce and you can add the MACD, the RSI, the stochastics. But price action is definitely what you've got to um, take into account. But it will never click if you don't do it. You can read all the books in the world. You can read 5,000 books. If you don't sit down and actually write it down and draw a double top, draw a bear flag, draw a bull flag, it will never click. Why? Because you need that muscle memory, right? And at the end of the day, it will definitely take some time. It will probably take anywhere from one year to two years for you to get really good at technical analysis. But I definitely feel that this roadmap right here, when it comes to the, um, these different topics, you should be able to look it up. Also part of EY University, we definitely cover that as well. So that will yeah. be my uh, recommendation. Yeah, Rolando, uh, uh, the fact that you are on the other side, you're an earner. Uh, we actually mm -hmm. had a, a book club about charting and technical analysis so that's archived we actually did that in january so you can actually go back and watch every one of those book clubs about that book and i mean that this is like a that'd be like a crash course for you on top of actually like i think the most important thing chris is saying is like actually applying it and so it's good to, for us to say it and for you to watch it but when you're in the game and you have a, a leg in the game it's a little bit different most so, definitely most def. shout out to you appreciate, appreciate you bro Shout out to Angie. She said I should read the disclaimer, the Market Monday's disclaimer. <laughs> Trading has considerable risk. Uh, let's see who we got. Let's... Andrea, we coming to you. We coming to you, Andrea. Unmuting you. Unmute yourself. How are you doing? Good evening. Happy May 25th. What's the deal? We got another fish break? No, Andrea ain't going to do that to us. She got nervous. All right. We're going to go to. I think this is Amelie. Amelie, I'm coming to you. I'm muted stuff. Yeah, I'm muted. If I said it wrong, I apologize in advance. Did I say it wrong? No, you got it. Amelie, 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 Amelie. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, my Pisces? Ah, uh, what day? What day, man? February 25th. Okay. February Pisces. I'm right, I'm right there by y'all. <laughs> what's, what's the deal? Professor Sosi, what's going on? What's good, um, man? How you, bro? Oh, good, oh, good. You, you forgot to tell him about the nine and the VWAP. Come on. Yeah. That's so professional that trading. That's professional trading. <laughs> yeah, it is. But they get that, you know, inside EWAP University, right? So nine and nine is <laughs> another crossover. <laughs> Gotta say um, something. <laughs> True. So, all right, I got a question because I understand how important this is right now. I do understand the importance of it. The thing is, my funds are not right there right now where I could do like a big, like load the boat. So I'm coming up with a creative plan and I want to know what you think about it and would you recommend it? Is Should I take a loan out to actually <laughs> invest? Even though I know interest rates are high. I don't know how you feel about that. Like, what, me, what feedback just, can you get about that? Let me that? add my two cents. I definitely would not suggest taking a loan to invest. You always want to invest, especially trading money. Um, you know, investing has considerable risk. Um, all investments run the risk of, you know, losing. Um, anything can happen. So, yeah, you could potentially use leverage. And, you know, debt is leverage. But I just, you know, think that, that probably might not be the most responsible 
way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's just my opinion. I listen okay. to my I listen to my financial advisor when issues like that come up. I, I'm lucky that he's sitting to the left of me. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very fortunate, man. So yeah, yeah I, I would not I would not suggest that. Yeah. Same All way. right. So I'll figure out another way. No, it, don't it, worry. I'm not. Huh? Also, I'll say this: a lot of times people feel like, "Yo, this is the opp- There's always going to be opportunities. There's always going to be bear markets. There's always, it might have to. It might not be next year, but there's always going to yeah. be opportunities. So even if you're not in a position to really, really go extremely hard like you want this time, you know, you get yeah. the knowledge, you get the information, and then you get the resources, and then the next time around, you're better prepared. So I, I know that's something. It's like FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. But people feel like this is this is the opportunity. This is this is it. This is it. But there's always going to be opportunities. It's not going to be the last opportunity. So you yeah. know, I would say focus more on you know if you want to start a business or get a side hustle or just find ways to just generate more income. So that yeah. way, that way, when the next opportunity comes, you'll have you'll have more disposable um, money that you can put at it. Okay, I take that. Let me take this. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you, Amelia. Amelia Pisces. <laughs> all right love bro all right sadie uh, we are coming to you unmute yourself you have been unmuted sadie what's going on yes hi i have a quick question so i was day trading and also doing a little bit of scalping but i got discouraged because i lost like ten thousand dollars so my account went down but i think my problem was i was actually using the think or swim platform but i know that some people use active traders so I was going to ask Chris, what do you use when you're scalping? Yeah, so actually, act, yeah, Active Trader is actually pretty good on 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 Thinkorswim. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fills are okay when it comes to Thinkorswim. They've been buggy the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're using Active Trader and you set it up, actually, I'll, I'll put a link in the chat, um, so so you can actually have it with with what Active Trader. You should be in and out in less than two seconds. Now, so what else is there out there apart from Active Traders? Is there something so, else? Yeah, the, yeah, there is. If you want to take it up a notch, you can definitely uh, create an account with Interactive Brokers. Interactive Brokers is a very professional platform. That's where all the big scalpers definitely go in the, and and they trade at. And on top of that, I would highly recommend the Stream Deck. So Stream Deck is another device that you attach to your uh, PC via USB. And yeah. that one with one button, you're instantly out. And in my opinion, interactive brokers, they have the best fills out of all the platforms. Um, how do I get on the stream deck? Like what is, so is it? The, yep. So the stream deck is on Amazon. You want to get the Elgato uh, stream deck. Elgato. Yep. And is that different from the interactive brokers? So that, that one actually integrates with uh, interactive brokers because you can okay. actually set up hockey's. With okay. Stream Deck and Interactive Brokers, where you buy, you know, let's say you buy 10 contracts, you sell mm-hmm. 10 contracts and you're in and out in less than a second. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yep. And just to add some more confluence of why Interactive Brokers is better than TD is because mm-hmm. they actually work with more exchanges than what TD Emerge works with. So I definitely recommend them if you really want to become professional, and especially mm-hmm. as, a, as a scalper, every second counts, right? So Correct. every bit of money definitely counts. And that's the one that I definitely recommend. Chris, real quick for the people yep. that are listening, especially on the tube, I know some of the EYL University uh, earners, they, they're familiar with the terms, but can you just tell them the difference between a scalper, a day trader, and a swing trader? Yep. So a scalper is somebody that's in a trade for less than eight minutes. Me, I, I go in heavy 10, 20K, 40K into a trade, and I'm out in less than five minutes. A day trader is somebody who opens up a position, let's say at 10 o'clock, 
and they may close that position at 2 p.m. So a day trader, they open and close a, a, a position within the same day. A swing trader is somebody that holds a position overnight, maybe overnight or if not a couple of weeks or if not a couple of months or if not a couple of years. That's the difference between the three different type of traders. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Javante, we are coming to you. Uh, mute yourself. You have been unmuted. Your talking is permitted. What's going on, Javante? How you doing, today, Mister? What's up? What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Uh, Mister Rashad, Mister. Hey, my question is to you, Troy. You you shouted out your portfolio uh, on, on Market Monday or something. I can't remember what week it was, but uh, what healthcare stocks are you looking at? Healthcare. Yes, you know what, the, the only the only stock that I had in, in I guess within the healthcare industry was uh, Striker, um, just because I, I've had personal conversations with Ian of, about Striker. Um, so I haven't I haven't on my watch list to invest in. Um, I'm just want to pick the right point. That's the only one that I'm looking at right now. Okay, okay, okay. We on the same type of vibe. <laughs> good, good man, good man. <laughs> I right, have a good night, man. I right, appreciate you. Just one comment there. Uh, when it comes to if you want to look into new stocks that are going to be prime for the next five, 10 years, highly recommend to look at software. Cybersecurity is definitely hot and cybersecurity more than ever is important right now. Ooh. So your Palo Alto CrowdStrike is definitely hot right now. Tell and also look at companies that shut, you know, that definitely do AI as well. So oh, Chris, I was going I thought you were gonna <laughs> give them the top three. We actually spoke about our, my, our top three, I think maybe two weeks ago. So <laughs> okay. Palo Alto was definitely one of them. Yeah. CrowdStrike was the other, and uh, Zscaler was my my third. Yep, yep, yep. Totally agree. Yep. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> All right. Will, we are coming to you. Um hold on. He, oh, he can't. Will, you they said you gotta uh, update your Zoom. I'm sorry, my brother. Zoom has told me <laughs> you got to get an updated version. So my, my apologies, Will. Amir, we are coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Yeah, hello. We hear you loud and clear, my guy. You guys hear me? What up, though? What's the deal with y'all? Detroit. <laughs> what up, though? Detroit. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Detroit, you know. You know. Hey, yo, so uh, I got a quick question. Uh so, Troy, I believe it was last this Monday, past Monday, you were talking about going to Yahoo Finance yeah, and uh, looking at the statistics. Yep. So the one stock in my portfolio that's bled down the most is uh, Square. And as I'm looking at their statistics, their revenue is down. Oh, let me I'll read it to you right now. Yeah, it says. Yeah, their uh, quarterly revenue is at negative twenty one. The mar profitability margin is at negative 0.46. Mm -hmm. And uh, I forgot. And their net income is negative 76.92 million. And this is the one that's bled down the most in my, yeah. my portfolio out of all the stocks I have. Is it a time for me to, you know, just cut the loss that I've let it go down like 60 percent? Or should I still hold it for the long term? Uh, you have stock in it? Yeah, I have stocks in it. Yeah, uh, like I... We've said this before. I think we covered this last week as far as Square. Uh, the whole industry, right? That the whole industry has taken a hit um, when, we, when we talk about fintech. Um, do I believe in Square still? Yeah. Do I like it at the price? I mean, almost we have almost no choice at this point to like it at the price that it's at. Um, do we believe in it long term? I do. I, I still like it uh, from payment processing. Uh, I think they, they have viability to be uh be around for a while uh, as one of the top two in that, that space. 
Um, but yeah, we, we've taken a hit. So I'm holding on. I'm with you on that. I, I've, I've, I've lost money on that. Um, I've averaged down uh, probably more than twice already. So I'm not willing to do anything more than that. But, you know, I, I'm holding on. Yeah, I think my average price in it right now is like 180, I believe. You know, when it was up at the 270s, I was feeling good. But now it's like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Square's one of those. Yeah. Square. <laughs> Square. Square. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this. But, yeah, you know my model. If you watch Market Mondays, it, obviously, if you've been at EYL University, you know, the market pays also a patient. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be patient. I'm going I'm to lean on the side of patience. All right. Appreciate All right, man. You, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to hold on a bit longer, then, man. I'm gonna try to hold it. Hold hey, when, in when, there. We, when we, when we, when we, when we pull up on Detroit, you got to pull up on me, man. We'll, we'll, we'll oh yeah, a, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll have a drink together and talk about how far we've come. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Uh, Jay, Jay Mo, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Peace, peace, family. What's going on? Everything good. How are you? I'm good, man. Um. I had a question for all of the the newbies um, that is, you know, trying to do the options trading. I've been, you know, looking at this for a while. Um, when you talk about getting into the strike price when, and taking profits and stuff like that, how do you actually get out of the trade? You mean like... Does that make sense? Physically get out? Like just how do you sell? Yeah. Like, like I guess, you know, say if the... if if I get in at strike mm-hmm. and, and um, I guess it, 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 and it looks like it's going to close. Cause of course, the, if you get the options contracts out uh, three weeks uh, out, right. And then how, cause I'm trying to understand how it works to where, of course you're working against the theta, you're working against the time, but you're also trying to, uh, uh with the, the the stock price go try to stay the same. So are, are you making are you making a call or a put? Either one. So how do you get? Uh, well, I mean, when you want to get out, you're gonna go to the actual uh, option contract mm-hmm. that you have. Um, they're gonna ask you if you you can choose an option. You can sell, and they'll tell you ask you how much, and they'll ask you like sell to close, sell to open. I would obviously put sell to close. And pretty, and you just click that button. If you're in profit, you click the button, and it should happen instantaneously. The only times it doesn't is like when we see things like how the GameStop situation, and that's something people need to understand. When you're buying option contracts, when you're buying them, right, you're buying them from someone, right? And when you're selling them, somebody, uh, the brokerage has to buy it, and so it has to make sense. Um, and so like when we saw with GameStop, when people are up $30,000, $40,000, and they couldn't sell it, it's because the brokerage could not fulfill that many contracts being sold for that amount. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty like, like a one, two step, sell the clothes, click it, make sure that you put it at the market. Uh, because when you're selling, you want to have it at the market. When you're buying, I always suggest people put the limit and tell them right, that's the price you yeah, want to buy it. Yeah, buy it. But yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause I was like, uh, cause I remember like a couple days ago, I think Rashad was talking about how he got, um, out of his uh, Apple options. And I was wondering, I was like, how does he know how to do that? You know, like how do you, uh, I guess when the, the price starts to drop, you're able to see that it's not going to hit his target, but you're already in a certain amount of 
a profit and you could just say, okay, I'm going to close out right here. Yeah. I mean, it's what, it's whatever your risk tolerance is. And it's like, there's really no set like rule of like, this is when you have to sell. It's like, you know, just the reason why I sold a lot of my options about a month and a half ago is just, I just had a, a, a strong feeling that, you know, we were headed in a, in a downward cycle and I didn't want to lose money. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was up, I had already lost some money from what I was up previously. And I just made a calculated decision that I felt the market was headed south. And luckily I did do that because it, it saved me a lot of money. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, you could be up 20%, you could be up 50%, you could be up 100%. Um, so it really just depends on what you feel comfortable walking away with. As Chris said, you can never lose by taking profit and you can't be greedy. Um, sometimes we get greedy and we're up like 30%. We like, all right, if I let it ride, I can be up a hundred percent. Then you go up a hundred percent. You're like, all right, if I let it ride, I can go up a thousand percent. But yeah, you, you can lose money very quickly in options. So you could be up 80% one day, and then a week later, you're down 20%. So, you know, that's, that's more so what I was looking for, like that answer. Yeah, okay, I, I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I appreciate it. Other question, one more question is what's going on with the chips, y'all? Y'all rap snacks coming out. What flavors? Was it, we're getting flavors? Oh, rap snacks, <laughs> chips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so, looking at the rap snacks so, right now. So, <laughs> it was good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we talking to some people, some very important people. So hopefully those will hit the streets. And then we'll put them inside of our vending machines as well. So okay, all right, well, <laughs> very important. Business on top of business. Appreciate you. Very important. No yeah. problem. Thanks. One or two more questions. Yeah, I think somebody in the chat asked why uh, do I put the limit when I'm buying? And we kind of explained it like this. If you th- if you think of options as like car dealership, right? The ask price is what the sticker price is on the car. When you go into the dealership, you don't want to pay the sticker price. You want to pay the price that you've walked in saying like, this is how much I'm going to pay for this car. And so that's what the limit price is. You set the limit at what you're willing to pay for this option contract. And so sometimes it fills, but you got to be patient. Sometimes it doesn't, but you got to be patient enough to say, you know what? This is my plan. This is my number. I'm not budging off this number. Um, so keep those things in mind. And then when, when you're selling it, obviously you want to put the market price because it's going to be the highest price available. Yeah. Taking a profit is better than taking a loss. I've seen it happen. Remember I've, that. I've been up 100 and down 97. Like it, it happens. Taking a profit is better than taking yeah. a loss. We don't all win every trade. All right. Let's go to uh, Kevin. Kevin, we coming to you. Kevin Henry, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. There are no fridge breaks. Y'all know the rules. And I haven't set guidelines, but guidelines. How y'all doing? Everybody good. How you doing? Hey, man, my first time, uh, you know, tapping in. But I had a question for Chris about the uh, the stream deck. I would want to do it. It matter about the buttons. I seen one for six buttons, 16 buttons, 21 buttons. I think with six buttons, you should definitely be okay. At the end of the day, it's all about your how much, like how many contracts you actually buy. So me, I buy ten to fifty contracts at a time. So I set it based off those parameters. Um, if you don't trade heavy like that, and you don't have like a a very you know entry and exit strategy, then I would say just get the six button. That should definitely suffice uh, your trading. All right, thank you, thank you. Anytime, hey, where you, Kev, where you from, man? I'm from Memphis. I'm from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but I'm living in Memphis right now. Nice. I love that. Accent, yeah, about a hundred outside New Orleans, hundred miles outside. New Orleans. You have yeah. it deep in the south. 
Yeah, very, very. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Oh, hey, I'm going to see y'all at a bed fest this year, too. I'm told my wife I'm coming. Oh, we going up. Yeah. I'm looking, Kev, I'm up. looking for you. We going way up. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm going to make sure you find, you see me, too. We going way up. Way <laughs> I, up. I, I can't miss this. Oh, don't, don't. Please don't. <laughs> Appreciate right. you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Appreciate it, brother. Vest Fest, get your tickets. It's going to be a movie. Movie. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> movie and a half. Um, all right, how let's get one more. How we feeling? We feeling good, Chris? You feeling good over there? I'm feeling great. Let's get it. All get right, it. let's go to Janelle. Janelle, we are coming to you. Or oh, is it Janelle? I think so. If I got that wrong, I apologize. Janelle, unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Where'd you go? There you go. Nah, they had it from me. They said, I didn't know he was going to call on me. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Oh, Joe, what's going on? You finally here. What's going on, Joe? Nothing, nothing much, actually. I didn't know you picked on me, to be honest, because uh, I heard a different Joe name, but it's all good. Yeah, um, Joe, Joe, hey, what's the deal, man? Much, nothing much. Um, I was actually just, I'm, Chris, I met you a few times. I met you in Miami. Uh, good to see you. I'm glad all was well. Likewise. Um, and, and good to finally uh, get in contact with uh, the, 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 the main stairs from EYL, Troy and Rashad. So, uh, blessings and love to y'all. Uh, I'll just get right to the question, though. Um, I just want to know, for Chris, I know you were, like, always big on crypto. That was some of the advice you provided. You were like, hey, you know, crypto is doing its thing. But since, you know, the recent little mishaps, is there any, like, redirection you have towards, like, your interests? Any new interests placed on certain cryptos? Or are you now disinterested in certain cryptos, things of that nature? I mean, you definitely want to keep investing in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, like, the head honcho when it comes to cryptos. I'm big on Solana. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a secret that the banks, BlackRock, these different hedge funds, they're definitely buying it up. Algorand is definitely one of my favorites. Polkadot is another one of my favorites. And one that people never talk about is Chainlink. I'm heavy in Chainlink. It's actually adopted by Oracle. Oracle is a big enterprise out there. And those are the ones that I'm definitely investing in. And I will definitely continue investing in those as well. Gotcha. I appreciate that. Uh, and then just briefly, uh, a request for uh, Troy and Rashad. In the future, could we get a little education like regarding um, like setting aside money towards taxes uh, when you're doing a day trade? Because uh, day trading as a semi-profession, because I don't know if, if I've heard too much information about that. And I think that's pretty in important for us to learn, if anything. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Actually, my, our CPA, Ms. Business, shout out to Ms. Business. She's our CPA. She was getting on me about... Um... <laughs> about uh some of the exercising some of the contracts that i had at the end of the year um so that's important too i think people need to put that into their investment strategy understanding if you're going to be a day trader if you're going to be a swing trader that every trade that you make if it's in profit it will be taxed that is going to be short-term capital gains tax so make sure that you put that into your your plans um if you're going to be taking that that method of trading yeah also also speaking of crypto um there was a report I don't know. So everybody saw it, but you know, it was in business inside earlier. JP Morgan it has backed Bitcoin to rise 28% and says that cryptocurrencies are now its preferred alternative asset. My have things changed. Says a lot about the times that we're in. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, cryptocurrency is something that, you know, a lot of people are new to crypto, but this is pretty common these bear markets in crypto, it's a lot more volatile than the stock market. 
and it's actually less volatile than the last time. Um, when I first got in crypto, Bitcoin had reached 20,000 and then it dropped down to three as low as 3,000. So, you know, the, the drop this time is bad, but it's nowhere near as bad as the drop last time. So if you're in cryptocurrency, just understand that it's a long-term play. Of course, you want to invest in the top cryptocurrencies, but you got to have the stomach for it. And you always want to buy low and sell high. So this is actually probably a buying opportunity when cryptocurrencies drop. Yeah. Not all, not all cryptos, because some cryptos are just not worth anything, but the strong ones, this might be an opportunity where you can actually, you know, invest and then ride the next wave because there will be a next wave. You know, like yep. I said, Bitcoin just got backed by JP Morgan Chase. So what does that tell you? Mm. Yeah. And, and, and just one, one more thing. One thing that Simon just mentioned in the chat is that it's all about the use case. What's the use case behind that token? If it doesn't have a use case, you shouldn't be investing in it. The white papers is where the gold is at. You should definitely read the white paper be, you know, before you actually invest into any crypto coin. So get the use case, understand it. How can businesses and enterprises actually adopt it? And of course, you know, read the white papers and invest in it, right? Actually, you know, go to the conferences, you know, go to the webinars that they definitely hold just to better understand exactly how that token will be used across the blockchain as well. All right, let's get one more question if we can before we are. Uh... Oh, so people just asked the white. So Joe said the white paper. So the white paper is on like even if you go to like Yahoo Finance or any any brokerage that that uh, has stocks on it, it'll tell you about the information about the company. And so the white paper in the crypto space is the information about the company. So when you talk about use case, that's where you're gonna find it. When you talk about its inception and its founders, that's where you find it. It's inside the white papers. And so like I remember on. Crypto Pro, which is an app that you can use to track cryptocurrencies. If you when you click on information, it'll take you through obviously the name, how many coins circulate in supply, and it'll say white paper. So if you click on that, it'll give you all the information about the coins. A lot of them, if you if you don't understand it, you shouldn't invest. Right. If you don't understand it, if the use case doesn't make sense, I don't care if somebody's like, oh, this is the next thing, this is the next doge, you shouldn't invest. Make sure that you understand the use case. Make sure you understand the functionality before you do. Those are the white papers. Never invest anything that you don't understand and never invest money that you can't afford to lose and never invest money that you need. Don't invest your rent money. Don't invest your mortgage money. Don't invest, you know, your kids lifelong savings in crypto. Like, be be smart. Be smart, please. Nancy, what's Sorry. going on? You already unmuted yourself. How are you doing? <laughs> hey guys, I'm doing all right. How are you? You sound great. Good, good. Thank you. <laughs> um, so my quick I have a quick question. I think it's a quick question for um for Chris. So um going back to spy and you're saying uh, major support is 387. Now in actually executing the put for um in the options, there's always like a list of different strikes, right? Um prices. So you have, um, so I'm looking at one now for 30, um, for June 24th. I know the market is closed, but I'm just using this for like a live example. Uh, so for in the money, the price ranges from 398 to 43, going out even further. How do you pick your right, the right strike price if SPY were to hit that 387 level? Well, it really depends. Like, let's, let, you know, actually, let's do a quick exercise. 
What's the current price right now for SPY? $397.68. Okay. So if you were to go for a $398 put, is that a in the money or at the money? Um, in the money. Okay. Why? It's because that's not the exact price of um, the, the, the stock. You got it, right? Because it already surpassed that going down, right? If you right. go for, a, let's say you go for a 395 put, is that a out the money or at the money? That would be out the money. Right. So it really depends, right? What I would say is that before you get into that trade, you should probably wait for it to break down. Mm-hmm. Once it breaks down and it actually holds below that 387 number, that's when I would say, go ahead and go for that put, right? And, and of course, you could definitely swing it, but what, but what I would do is that I'll probably go two weeks out. And if you're up 40, 50%, take the profit. Why? Because the, the market right now, we're, we're down one day, up another mm-hmm. one. We are in the middle of a war in Ukraine and Russia. So there, there's definitely lots of catalysts that are definitely impacting the one, the levels and also the, the uh, different prices. But what I will say is first wait for that 387 to be broken. If SPY right. goes above 400, you best believe that we'll get back to the 405s and then back to the 410s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shout out to Nancy. Nancy, shout out to you for getting 100% on that quiz just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <Not> you. you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Appreciate it. All good. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's do this. Um, first of all, shout out to everybody that watched this. And like I said, this is a, this was a lot of information, almost two hours of information. So even if you didn't fully understand everything, this should be used as a resource that you can actually go back to stop, take notes, things of that nature. Um, we want to thank Chris for his time. We're going to give him a minute to talk as well, but um, definitely want to acknowledge him and thank him for his time, taking time out of his day on this Wednesday uh, evening to educate the masses. And this is going to definitely live on YouTube forever. So it'll probably yeah. be 20, 30, 40, 40,000 people that actually end up seeing this video. So um, I'm sure that this will be a resource that a lot of people can learn from for a long period of time. That's the, that's the beauty with YouTube is archived. It'll actually also be on podcast outlets, audio podcast outlets on, on Friday. Um, so once again, this is something that we do at EYL university every single week. Chris teaches two classes for us. Um, and it's in this vein as far as, you know, to educate, go over charts, answer questions. And that's just from the investment side of it. Of course, we have the real estate component. We have the financial planning component. We kind of, you know, built like a a smorgasbord of different, um, aspects. And then we also have, you know, infinity groups where people actually started groups on their own inside of EYL university. So, um, you know, something that we're very, very proud of and have built the community of thousands of people that, you know, learn from each other, learn from professors and actually, you know, get to have a hands-on learning experience. So we love to have you guys. If you are not part of EYL University, we're running a flash sale, 50% off. I think that's going to run to the end of the holiday weekend. Um, so you can click the link, join. And um, yeah, EYLUniversity.com. And um, love to see you guys. And there's definitely a lot of stuff that we will be doing together as far as us and Chris. Stay tuned. Um, you know, he's a... a fellow New Yorker. So yes, sir. <laughs> that's always that's always a good thing. Um from one of our favorite neighborhoods in the city. Yes, sir. Uptown. It's almost that Uptown. time of year. It's almost that time of year. Again. <laughs> yes, yes. You know I got I got we got the skybox in Dykeman. So yes sir. <laughs> you, you you go to the games, you're a fan? 
Of course, bro. Of course. Right, no got, you got to yeah. let us know, man. Welcome yeah. to the Skybox, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You'll yes, see sir. that big Mercedes thing pulling up. You're like, hey, the guys are here. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Um, but now it's all love, man. Um, so, yeah, you guys join EY University. Sign up. We'd love to have you as an earner. Um, now, Chris, uh, can you tell them your information, where to follow you on Instagram, yeah. um, things of that nature? Yeah, definitely. So Chris Romeo Munoz, uh, C-R-I-S, Romeo, M-U-N-O-Z on, on Instagram. My main account got taken down by some hackers from Pakistan, but I, I'm trying to get it back. Uh, but that's where you could definitely find me. And again, yeah, I couldn't, fi- I couldn't find you. I couldn't find you on yeah. Instagram. And I just hit 30K too, and it got taken down. It's crazy. I'm telling Damn. you. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but I definitely want to say thanks for trying Rashad, the earners. I love you tons. I love teaching. This is definitely my passion is to bring financial literacy back into our community. We definitely need it. I know Washington Heights, Dykeman, Harlem area. I definitely tapped in heavy here. I do this for y'all. And I definitely want to say thank you to everybody for the support. And again, every single day, 1%. This is definitely a marathon. This wasn't taught to us. So we got to take it day by day, learn and grow, and definitely stay persistent. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Education at the highest level. Appreciate you, brother. Um, likewise, likewise. You, you guys tap in, stay safe out there. <laughs> Enjoy the holiday weekend. Um, take some time to educate yourself. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you uh, soon. Thank all you right. all. Love is love, Thank yo. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right, y'all. Peace. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.